Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter at Cascade Hoop Talk. We're here today with Coach Colby Blaine out of College of Idaho. Coach Blaine is a native of Boise, Idaho, played his basketball at Blue Mountain CC, began his coaching career as an assistant to one of the best, Hall of Fame coach Steve Keller at Montana. Continuing his coaching career, Blaine coached with a select AAU program, a program that includes Idaho and Montana's top prospects. He also spent five seasons as an assistant at the College of Southern Idaho. This premier program achieved a 137-33 winning record that included a 2011 NJCAA National Championship. Coach Blaine is beginning his sixth year at College of Idaho and the second year as the head coach. In his inaugural season at College of Idaho, he opened the season 20-2, climbing to number one in the NAI National Poll. They are defending Cascade Conference postseason tournament champions and last year advanced to the Final Four in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Welcome, Coach Blaine. It's great to have you here. You bet, Bill. I appreciate it. Looking forward to chatting today. So last season, you really started out like gangbusters. We were ranked number one for a while. You were in the top two, three, and or four all year long. You rolled right up to the end of the season, and you dropped that critical game at Southern Oregon at the end of the season, and you set up that winner-take-all scenario uh, with Oregon Tech and Klamath Falls. And that night was a historic night. It was a packed house. What a great game played by both teams. Uh, just talk a little bit about that that last season and that run-up to that weekend. Um, as you know, last year was my first year as the head coach. I had been here uh, four years previous as the assistant And one thing I felt very comfortable about going into the season last year with was that I felt like I had a big input on how we had developed the program over the last couple of years, Um, even as an assistant coach Garson, Scott Garson, who was my former boss, um, and I had worked hard together um, in, in terms of building the program and the system. So nothing really, nothing changed um, when I became the head coach. I really took the roadmap we had. And I think we noticed at the beginning of the year right away that our retention rate because we kept the same system was really high in fact you know and one thing we had that was an advantage for us last year was that we had all of our guards returning we had replaced a couple bigs um, but we had i think seven guards that had played for us um, that were all returning and so um, i thought our retention rate on our system was really good and it really benefited us at the beginning of the year Um, We noticed that when we went and played a great game at Lewis and Clark State on their home court, and we played really well. And uh, I I knew at that point we had a team that was talented enough to have a great season. But as you know, what comes with great seasons and the expectation to win every game is pressure. And as the year went on, um, teams started to equalize themselves against our system. And so we got to the end of the year there. We we went on that tough road trip to Southern and OIT where we needed one game to win that conference uh, or regular season. And uh, I think I take the responsibility against Southern for sure. I wasn't as mentally prepared as I could have been for what I was going to feel in that game. And so I think I let our team down there. What I loved about our team and why we had so much success last year, though, was we went into that OIT game. We were up for about 30 minutes of that game. Mm -hmm. And then in true OIT fashion, as the great program that they are, and you know very well, they hit some big shots down the stretch and took the momentum. But what I, we left that OIT game knowing that we were going to be just fine um, in our conference tournament and at the national tournament because we we played the game the right way that night. Whether we won or not was not. It's not what we ever talk about, but we played the game the right way. So I, 
I felt great about our season last year. Of course, we had success in terms of numbers, but I can assure you um, we played the game the right way. Our team sacrificed like crazy last year to get where we got to. I know the, the coolest feeling in the whole world is once you do get knocked out of the, the national tournament, that next morning when you wake up, you can just feel the love that everybody has on the team for each other. They just want to spend as much time as they can together. That was kind of the tipping point in terms of concluding that our season was a success last year. So it was a great year. I really enjoyed it, and I'm loving the fact that I have that experience now to move into our second year. After that night, that loss in Klamath Falls, your team went on another absolute tear. They were out to make a statement. In the Cascade Collegiate Conference Tournament, you didn't just defeat people. You were pummeling them. Was the, was the team just absolutely determined to make a statement? You know what's funny is we had talked at the beginning of the year that our approach from day one is going to be the same. And what we had committed to was that if we lose a game, we're not going to just come back to practice and have to pick up our intensity or have to get more detailed or have to do anything because we had committed that our approach to every day was going to be the same. It was going to be a championship level effort every day. And I think what happened after that OIT loss, we took a deep breath um, in terms of the fact that, yeah, we did want to win the regular season conference championship. And it was sure, of course, it's disappointing, but we had bigger, you know, bigger goals in mind. What the team took from that loss was, you know what, we played the game the right way and it didn't come out in our favor, but that's okay because we trusted our system. And so when we came back to practice for the conference tournament, we didn't change anything. We didn't make them run or, you know, we didn't yell and scream at each other. We just, we just said, you know what, our system works. We believe in it. And we're just going to continue to execute it at the highest rate we can. And what you saw was a bunch of really confident, happy guys on a team that just wanted to prove themselves. And we finished the year really, really strong. Well, one nice thing about the national tournament is you get to sit behind the bench of a lot of different teams, and I had the opportunity to sit with your fans during your games at the national tournament and really got to admire your team. I thought the grit that they showed, and especially Matt Myers, in tight mm-hmm. games, coming to the bench, everybody pulled together. I mean, they, they're just a tough, gritty performance throughout that tournament. And then, of course, I, I love your fans. We all get along real well, except for one night in Klamath Falls and one night in Caldwell each year. But uh, oh, yeah. what, a, what a joy to, to share that with uh, the College of Idaho fans. You should, be, you should be very proud of that program. Well, we appreciate that. And, you know, at the end of the day, what we take pride in is what we showed at the national tournament last year. And, and uh, you know, we were down to cornerstone, I think, by 13 points with 10 minutes to go. What we pride ourselves on, which is being a team together, which is um, staying positive, which is loving each other when things go, you know, when we have adversity. We displayed that last year during the national tournament. Down 13 with 10 to go. Our, at our timeouts, guys were like, hey, we're fine. We're going to, you know, we're not going home today. We're going to make it. We're, we're good. Just keep trusting. Um, that's I love the national tournament because as we tell our guys, we take the rope off. We no longer have that safety net, um, you know, as if you're rock climbing. We take that rope off. That was kind of our motto all last year. And when you take that rope off, you really see the true character of your guys. And I left the national tournament very proud of who we were last year. And and I appreciate that you felt the same way about our team. So a couple of seniors that have graduated from that team, Matt Myers out of San Marcos, California, and Kayun Palu Thompson out of Tacoma, Washington, two very tough players. You're going to miss those guys. You always wonder how the heck you're going to replace your seniors. Those guys gave us so much. And 
Um, you know, another big factor on that on our team last year was Gibson Berryhill, who was our our sixth man as a senior as well. All all three of those guys played big minutes for us and did you know exceptional things for us. And it was fun to watch them maximize their career. I think everybody in that group reached their max potential. In fact, you know, the crazy stat is is that Keon Palu Thompson led us in defensive rebounds as our starting two guard last year. So that shows you the athleticism and the power that he had to to go defensive rebound. But that was a heck of a group. We could not have accomplished what we did without him. Well, before we talk about this year's version of the College of Idaho Yotes, uh, Coach, you graduated from Boise High back in uh, 2005, and today you're the head coach of one of the top programs in the NAI. Uh, What's that journey been like? It's been a blast. I can tell you that. I knew in seventh grade that I wanted to be a collegiate head coach. Uh, my sister was a Division One basketball player, and so she had been recruited by multiple programs. And they used to come in. I think I was in around seventh grade, and they would come in and do their in-home visits. I just thought it was the coolest thing. I thought it was the professionalism, the detail, the strategy, um, all of it. You know, just being able to coach all day long, I thought was really cool. My dad was a high school coach um, for a long time, so I grew up in the gym. So I knew at a very young age that I wanted to coach. And in fact, when I played. I was more of a coach than a player. And in fact, I'll, I'm willing to even tell the whole country this, but um, I played two years at Blue Mountain Community College, and then I transferred to Montana Western, where I was on the team for Steve Keller, who's a heck of a coach. He's one of the best coaches I've ever been around. I mean, he's done great things with his programs at the NAI level. Uh, but I was on the team. Uh, going into October, we went to an inter-squad scrimmage game, and I think I turned the ball over about eight times in a scrimmage. <laughs> and he pulled me in on Monday, and he said, hey, I know you, you know, I, I know you want to be a coach. Why don't we get you started early? And I looked at him and I said, coach, I'm totally in. So literally the next day I finished my last practice that day. And then the next day I had a whistle and I was on the coaching sideline. Oh. <laughs> and it was the best thing ever for me. Coach Keller gave me a chance to get a two year head start on my career. And I had a lot of involvement at Montana Western when I was there. I got started early being a kind of a student assistant. Well, then when I graduated from Montana Western, I went down to College of Southern Idaho, which is the winningest junior college program in the country. And uh, I got to coach a lot of unbelievable athletes. We had two players get drafted in 2013 in Pierre Jackson and Carrick Felix. I got to be a part of the 2011 uh, national championship team. We won out in Hutchison, Kansas. And so, and I got to network with a lot of people. That's something that's really helped my career is I really got to meet a lot of people there. And so I really enjoyed my time at CSI. Uh, but it was a grind. I was a volunteer there for three years. Oh, so right. technically I had volunteered for five years before I ever got a paying job. But I, I believed in my process and I've always believed in giving um, and not taking. And so I gave my financial means and my time to the College of Southern Idaho. And I got to work for two unbelievable coaches there that have been all over the the, the country coaching. And I mean, we're talking, they've coached at Kentucky and Texas A&M and Wyoming and South Florida and Nebraska. I mean, you name it. The guys that I worked for have, have coached at an incredibly high level. I mean, and both won a national junior college championship. So I've learned from some great guys. Well, then I got an opportunity to come down here and learn from Scott Garson at the College of Idaho, which to me is a big deal being in my home uh, neighborhood. I grew up 30 minutes from the College of Idaho, and I just have really had a chance to get to know the state of Idaho. So it's meant a lot for me to be here. But I was here for four years, and I've always wanted to be a head coach, and it was always my goal to be head coach. So I kind of chose the route that I did so I could get there sooner. I actually thought that there was a potential that I might be leaving a year ago. I was in some interviews with some other jobs. I thought I might be able to get them. 
lucky for me, Coach Carson chose to uh, uh, move on to Santa Clara, and it opened the door for me to get the head job here. And I'm feeling very lucky. There's not many opportunities to be a head coach at a great program at a young age in your own home uh, valley. Uh, I'm feeling pretty lucky to be here. Well, it's certainly a great opportunity, and you've had experience under some of the best coaches around. So now that you're a head coach, what do you want a Kobe Blaine team to look like? What traits and personality do you expect your team to have? Yeah, and that's I, I love that question because that's my that's my everyday question every year, right? Like, I mean, this is my 13th year of collegiate coaching already. My second year as the head coach. And if you would have asked me 10 years ago that question, it would be a totally different answer. I feel really lucky to have worked under Scott Garson. He's one of the most, you know, I, this sounds like a bad word, but I want to say underrated. He is so deserving to lead young men um, in this country as a, as a collegiate basketball coach because he brings so much positivity and confidence to people. And I got to learn from that for four years. Becoming the head coach here, I wanted to continue his formula and his roadmap. And I've learned a lot about why it's important to be positive and to stay confident. And so for a team, if you were to come watch the College of Idaho team, I would hope that you would leave with three things. And these are our three things that we profess in practice. One is we love energy. We, in fact, I've had our new guys this year say, man, I've never talked so much in practice, right? I've never, I've never cheered so much in practice, right? We always want energy. We always want our guys to learn how to communicate. Um, it's very important to us, and that's that's a life skill, right? We all know that our our struggles in life come from just communication. You know, are we are we talking to people properly? Are we communicating our needs or or what it is that we want? So in practice, we really profess communication, and yeah, I think you'll see that with our team on the floor. Our huddles are always very tight, um, and that's very important to us. And then the last thing is we always want to create leaders. And so what what we hope when you come to a game is that you see leadership on the court. One thing that I love is when our players are playing at their best, they're the ones making the decisions on the court. Everybody in the crowd might think that I'm the one actually calling the plays out and making the adjustments, but I can assure you that um, when we're playing at our best, when we're in timeouts or we're at free throws, it's our point guard, Talon Pinckney, telling me, hey, we're going to run this play. Or it's our four-man, Jake Bruner, who's been an incredible staple in our program for the last couple of years, saying in a timeout, hey, we need to change, we need to make this adjustment defensively. That's leadership, and we really encourage our guys um, to do that because I think they know the game better than any of us. And uh, so if you come to the game or you see our team, you're going to see energy, you're going to see a team that communicates, and you're going to see a team that is led by themselves. We call that being a player-owned program, and we actually have those initials or the, that acronym on a lot of our shirts, just P-O-P, being a player-owned program. Well, Coach, when we come back, we're going to talk about the 2019-2020 version of the College of Idaho Yotes and what you expect. We'll be back in just 30 seconds. You bet. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D here. Welcome back, Coach Blaine. You bet. So let's talk about this year's team. We all know you're going to put a team on the floor that's going to defend and that's going to rebound. Last year, you had the eighth top scoring defense in the nation, 11th top field goal defense percentage in the nation and the fourth best offensive rebounding team in the nation. So we know you're going to defend and rebound. So this year you have three key seniors to build around. Uh, let's just kind of go from the top. You got the little engine that runs the whole thing. One of the best point guards in the country, 172 assists last year, senior Talon, Talon Pinkney, 5'10 guard out of Boise. Uh, he's an incredible coach. He's a yeah. jet. 
talent talent is special because he one he's athletic but he his iq for the game is really high um, and what Talon has learned over his career is how to manage the ups and downs of every season. I think that's every player's quest in their career is to learn how do you deal with the pressures that that come with any role on a team. They all bring pressure. But for Talon as the point guard, you know, there is pressure on him um, in terms of getting the ball up the court and getting us into our stuff. Um, but he's really taken responsibility over the last couple of years of of learning how to handle that. And you can see it's really shown in his game. I mean, we play – like you mentioned, we are a defensive-minded team, and we play a zone. And Talon was the defensive player of the year in our conference last year, even being in a zone, because he uh, is just special athlete, but he really understands the game, and uh, he knows how to how to get what he what he wants out of it. You got Nate Berniel out of Meridian, Idaho, averaged thirteen points, five rebounds last year, and he also had sixty-three threes. Yeah, Nate's an incredible talent for us. It's not very often in the NAI that you get a 6'5 wing that can play the three and the four, that can shoot it over 40% from the three-point line, and can also get on the rim in a hurry. He he had some incredible finishes last year that were close to the ESPN Sports Center top 10. But Nate, Nate's a stud because of his approach every day. He's certainly gifted in terms of his talent, but uh, we lean on Nate because, Nate, you know what you're going to get every day from him. He just shows up with his best effort every single day. And then senior Jake Bruner, He's out of Cottonwood, Idaho. Jake is the most, again, I use this word, and it's a compliment, maybe the most underrated player in our entire conference. And I truly feel that because if you look at his stat line, you know, he's never averaged much more than five or six points. Um, But I'll tell you, if you remember watching him at the national tournament last year, we couldn't take him off the floor. Mm -hmm. When he figured out that the refs were going to let us play physical, he, in my opinion, was one of the most physical guys in the entire tournament. Um, and he just took ownership in that. But Jake is the uh, absolute all-star of, of doing it the right way. He, ju- he plays as hard as he can. He knows the game inside and out. And he, he just complements all of our, our talent, our athletic talent. And, and, and we're really lucky to have him as a senior this year. You've brought in a couple of freshmen that I'm sure you're excited about. Charles Elzey III, 6'1", out of Tacoma. 19 points a game as a senior in high school. Charles uh, has all the tools. Um, he's strong. He's already college strong. He's really balanced. You know, I'll I'll make a comparison in our league in terms of the fact that, you know, Mitchell Fink is built where he can attack both ways. He can start and stop on a dime. Um, he really knows the game. And I really feel like Charles represents some of, you know, has some of those characteristics as well. Uh, we're really excited about Charles and, and he really fits our program and our culture. And I think he's, I think he's going to have a great freshman year and a great career. And then coach Blaine, you have a couple of transfers you brought in uh, Ricardo time out of West Hills community college. He's a guard. Ricardo is a six, two long uh, wing. He's a guard. The thing that we loved about Ricardo in the recruiting process is he's an he's a kind of an intangible guy. He offensive rebounds, he snaps his passes, he can guard. You know, I love guys who can do a lot of different things, and he's a, he's a good shooter. Last year he made 83 pointers, I believe, at about uh, 38%. So he's kind of your all-around guy, and we need that. We lost three scoring guards from last year, so we'll expect him to kind of step in with his experience and uh, and make an immediate impact. And then could you say a little bit about Otto Taylor out of Riverside? 
Yeah, you bet. So Otto has a comes from a great background in terms of where he played high school ball down in San Diego, and he played for a great coach at Riverside Community College this last year, and Phil Matthews, who's uh, been at a very high level. And so Otto really knows the game. Um, he's very he's very high IQ guy. He's been um, he's played at a high level, so he just understands the grind that comes along with it. Uh, but the thing that Otto does best is he's a great shooter. I think he made 75 threes last year at 43%, which um, I don't care where you're at, what league you're in, what level you're at. That's 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 pretty impressive. So we're going to expect Otto to come in and make some shots for us this year for sure. You certainly should be competitive again this year. Uh, you should be playing for that Cascade Collegiate Conference title once again. What are the keys? What do you see as the keys to uh, getting out there, winning the conference, and getting back to Sioux Falls? Yeah, and the, I mean, the keys are, it seems so simple, but it it's the honest truth in terms of finding success is we we got to stay present. We've earned a lot of success in the last uh, couple years here, right? These last five years have been fantastic for our program. We have a history of being a great program in the country. Um, we've made two Final Fours in the back-to-back years. And so we've actually talked about that with our team is like, hey, it's the truth. We have had success. But for us to move forward, we got to stay present. And we just got to do what we've always done. We got to stay gritty. We got to stay tough. And we, you know, we've got to do things the right way. And we've got to sacrifice. And so this team, again, is having to relearn all those things. It's always funny when you reach a season that's really successful and then you come the next year and you got six new guys on our roster this year that don't know. And so for us to kind of get back to where we want to be, it's going to be really important that we um, buy into the basic simple things of just staying present, not getting ahead of ourselves, not thinking that it's just going to happen. And we, and we got to, as a team, we got to find that chemistry again. I think we're certainly talented enough to, to uh, have a season that we want to have, but it's going to come down to if, if we as a team can commit to each other, and uh, and stay present. I certainly appreciate your time. We look forward to watching you this season. It's going to be a fantastic year in the Cascade Conference. Before yeah. we, before we hang up, people around the country, I don't think have a feel for the travel in the Cascade Collegiate Conference. Can you just talk about some of the road trips you have to take? Yeah, that's a great uh, a, a great point. And I, I think some of our advantage too, honestly, is that we play Friday, Saturdays back to back. So our our guys actually learn. One is we use our depth, and two we learn how to how to operate playing back to back nights, which is something that becomes a huge factor at the national tournament. But our trips are long. Our our shortest trip is to La Grande, Oregon. That's two and a half hours. But our next trip after that is at least six or seven hours. Our trip to to OIT and Southern Oregon is. Uh, is a good eight, nine hours. And when you add snow in there and, and some cold weather, it can be uh, pretty taxing on the body and, and on the mind as well. Uh, but I will tell you what we've really found is that those bus trips is what makes our team. Um, our guys love getting on the bus together and uh, getting to know each other and spend that time together. Um, so while it is a long trip, it certainly develops our team too. Yeah, there's nothing like going over the Cascade Mountains in the middle of January. There's nothing like wondering if you're even going to get over them too at times, <laughs> hoping you can make it to IT. In fact, last year when we played Southern Oregon in the conference tournament, they flew over because we were having um, some issues with the mountain ranges. Yeah, it can it can bring some ad- adversity to our, our conference for sure. Well, Coach, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for being with us. I'm hoping during the season perhaps we could get you on during the year for your take on the Cascade Conference as it, as it gets going. Absolutely. I would love that. Well, Coach Blaine, thank you again. I know you're busy. I'm going to let you go, but thank you again very much. 
You bet. I look forward to following what you're doing and and, uh, keeping us all connected in the NAI, Bill. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Coach.